Welcome to Coaching with Carrie, a podcast about coaching teachers with care. I'm glad you're here. My understanding of collaborative coaching is based on Drs. Wetzel, Hoffman, and Malik's 2017 book, Mentoring Pre-Service Teachers Through Practice, a framework for coaching with care. I think I was very, very hard on myself every year that I taught, and then each year got a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but I think I needed people to be like, this is hard, Mm -hmm. and let's figure this out, instead of being like, you're fine, like kind of diminishing what I was feeling, so I think I needed someone to acknowledge that, and then like, how can we work through this together? That's Claire Collins. She is a doctoral student at the University of Texas at Austin, and she is my friend and colleague. Today I asked her, what do you remember about being coached? What do you, what did you like about it? What would you have changed? I think I was in a unique position because while I was in a university program, I had had, um, summer classes and then I was on my own and I was only, my supervisor saw me just twice during the semester. Like she flew out, um, And I was really close with her. And I think because of that strong relationship, I kind of would seek her out outside of that. So it's not like she was in my classroom once a week or anything. She only came twice a, only twice a semester, but I would call her and I would check in with her. And I think the best part about her was that she had taught in the same population as my students um, for decades. And so she knew the community really well. And I feel like she also, um, really saw me as a human being more than just a uh, first-year teacher. Like, she would, uh, t- she knew I was struggling um, kind of, like, outside of the classroom and took me out to dinner, and we had just a chance to be kind of have, like, a one-on-one conversation just about our families and our lives. And um, I think because of that relationship, I was able to be more vulnerable about my teaching. Um, and... I think I try and bring that into my field supervising. And I think just like getting to know them as, as human beings um, allows for them to be more vulnerable with me. Getting to know them as human beings. That absolutely grounds our work as coaches. Today's module or episode, if that feels more familiar, is about field supervision in general and the network of support specifically at the University of Texas that works in concert to get our undergrads and teacher education everything they need to be certified and confident to join our nation's teaching force. My main inquiry today is around the notion of imaginative change. This phrase is just one part of UT's teacher education cross-cutting themes, a document that stands as one might call a shared vision or a mission statement for the teacher preparation program. At a time of heightened social injustice, a global pandemic, and pivots into virtual teaching, what better time to imagine change? Sure, my name is Melissa Wetzel. I'm a professor in Language and Literacy Studies in the College of Education. I've known Dr. Wetzel for a long time. I met her back in 2008 when I was an undergraduate and part of this very same teacher education program. 
She's been working toward this vision of equity quite a long time. For the last five years, I believe, we've been uh, working from initial drafts of those themes um, and revising them in response to conversations we've had in the College of Education um, amongst ourselves who instruct and field supervise and um, um, work with pre-service teachers, but also uh, between the College of Education and our partners, the stakeholders that we work with, families and communities and teachers, administrators and the districts that we partner with. And so through those conversations, we've gone through several um, major iterations of the themes that kind of bring us to the document that we have today. One of my favorite um, parts is called, I Practice Imaginative Change. And I'm going to read you a little piece. It says, I will imagine the possibilities of a student-centered curriculum that is transformative for students and our collective communities. So to, to that, what does imaginative change mean to you in this new virtual space? That's a great question. Um, I'll start with what the what the statement means to me. In our teacher education program for decades, uh, we have taken up the perspective that the um, the teacher education program that we have needs to respond to changing contexts. And so, as we think about um, the current state of education um, today, we think uh, we cannot think about preparing teachers without thinking about issues of racism, sexism, xenophobia, and the political landscape that we um, that we work within as educators. And so to practice imaginative change to, to practice imaginative change means that uh, we um, are not preparing teachers necessarily for the schools that we have, but those that we imagine as being more just and equitable spaces for children for their families and for their communities. And so we always have to kind of look beyond um, what we see right in front of us and imagine what could be. So in this current context um, of COVID-19 and virtual teaching, we know that um, we don't want to be in the um, situation that we're in where we're not able to see um, and sit shoulder to shoulder with, uh, with students um, in our classrooms. But we do know that there are affordances in this virtual space for connecting with students, families, and communities that may not have existed before. So we want to think about how teachers and educators can imagine um, more equitable and just relationships and practices within this new space. Um, I keep using the phrase, make lemonade out of lemons. Um, so when um, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Um, so how can we really think about this as an opportunity for us to grow our practices and to get smarter and better at what we do? I really love that. Affordances in this new space. And we're going to find lemons and lemonade them. We're going to squeeze them. So if this pandemic is a box of lemons... Imaginative change is the lemonade. But there are a lot of hands in this pot, lots of cooks in the kitchen, or should I say a lot of lemon squeezers in this orchard. Very lucky to have a extremely small cohort um, and 
my instructors also served in some capacity as um, my field supervisors, depending on the semester. So for me, I was I was really lucky to have kind of this stable, constant um, supervision and that connected both to my coursework and to my field experience, um, which I really, really appreciated because I had a couple of professors in particular who I would learn something and then they would see me and then we could talk about it and it felt very connected and authentic um, in that sense. I asked my friend and colleague, Heather Denham, she's a second year PhD student in language and literacy, to break down this network of support. She comes from a very supportive network. How is she seeing it work out in our College of Education? So Heather, would you real quick then, since networks of support are really important, and I know that we're both working with the Raise Your Hand, we're all working with Raise Your Hand Texas, and inquiry around strengthening the network of support, can you talk about what that might mean, especially in yes. your role? Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so when when we talk about the network of support, we kind of visualize a triangle with the pre-service teacher in the middle, and so the three vertices, if you will, are <laughs> the the supports that um, they are getting specifically at for UT undergrads, like the UT programs that and graduate programs that we have. Um, so one vertice would be the field supervisors. So um, how are they able to support the pre-service teacher through their observations, through weekly check-ins, um, through the relationships that they form with the pre-service teacher? The second vertice is the cooperating teacher, um, <clears throat> which is another um, area of support because the student is able to see um, a current teacher, a current classroom, current students, um, and the CT offers a unique set of supports that a field supervisor may not be able to. Um, so they're again connected, but also offering different types of support. And then the third support would be the professors really um, supporting and scaffolding with content knowledge, but also really being intentional of trying to make, to cross that theory to practice um, divide that we often hear about. So what Heather is talking about are all the moving parts, all the activity systems, belief systems, if you will, that collide and shift across contexts. For a pre-service teacher, this is always complex. It's always a tough negotiation. But in a pandemic, with mentors who quite literally have never done all of this virtual teaching before, it's a total game changer. So one of the things that we think about with the triangle is that the pre-service teacher is in the middle, but sometimes we don't think about how they are also connected or an active participant within the triangle. And so one of the things that um, we were trying with the Raise Your Hand research last semester was how can we bring pre-service teachers um, into the conversation and be more active, actively participating in their own learning, really kind of taking on their own, um, oh shoot. Agency? Agency. Absolutely, agency is important. And getting to know them as human beings. Recognizing all the moving parts, that's the network. And remembering that imaginative change is the lemonade. But all of this is happening within an institution that has expectations. 
the other day I was on a call with Jesse and Jesse was like, I just learned how to do a doc cam with my phone on zoom. And I'm like, what? That is so cool. Like there are so many things to be learning and experiencing and trying on and it's not going to look the same and it's probably not going to be like the best in any sort of way, but it's new and it's exciting. Mm. I snaps for all of that. And to piggyback off that, I think just like we talk about how we need like teachers and educators need to be lifelong learners. And I think like this is truly going to be kind of separate those teachers that are just um, really kind of like, and us, I think as field supervisors, especially, and like that we're like, I'm like, I'm ready to learn. I told them very early on, those student teachers, I was like, I have never taught virtually. Like I need to be completely transparent with this. Like I am learning with you. And I told them like, because of the PDSA, I'm like, I'm learning how to be a better field supervisor so I can bring this back to other field supervisors. So please tell me like what is working, what is not working. Like I can like, you know, so I think that created like the two way, like takes it. I'm constantly thinking about how we can take the field supervisor off that pedestal of power and make it more like in that little triangle, like you said, um, Heather, because that way then like if they can, they'll be more open to receiving feedback than for me as well. Right. And I think like they're open to like giving me feedback as well. Cause I want to keep growing um, in these spaces. And I do think that this is an op- if we view this as an opportunity then it's less scary. And I do think like, even in that meeting we had like, the field supervisors, like, I think it's great how we're just like taking off all these like requirements. Like you need mm-hmm. to do six observations with this pre-conference and post-conference and it just became like this, che- like they even sent out the checklist, you know? And it's like, if we can get rid of all that BS stuff and like really just like focus on like the relationships and these check-ins and like, how can we think more deeply about like, like the naming of the huddling and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, we say all these things and like, how can we actually like now think about it? Right. And act- out of the box is like out of the checkbox. Yes. Get me out of the checkbox. <laughs> oh. Do you remember that there, there was that show that was like out of the box, out of the box? So we could just make a little chant for the out of the checkbox. <laughs> we should call that's what we should call your podcast out, out of, of the, the checkbox. checkbox. Oh, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Before I close this episode, I do want to check back with Claire. She's been immersed with virtual coaching this summer with a program called Breakthrough. I asked her about some imaginative specifics she might share with us. So you're currently field supervising or you just finished a cycle in the summer um, during oh, the, sorry, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of a pandemic, which is completely crazy, but, um, with students that you only met through zoom, which when we think about this, uh, you know, pre-service teachers having agency, being in classrooms, having these networks of support, and then all you are, are just boxes on a screen, um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about that contrast and sort of learning curve that you had to attend to um, between face-to-face coaching and then fully virtual? I wanted them to really learn from each other because it's like they were having the same experience, but I think sometimes like they only met with each other in class. And so I would go around and be like each group, I want each person, I wanted them to say like one thing they wanted to celebrate about what they was going well in their class and more of like, we can learn from each other. This isn't, we're not isolated beings. Um, so I think that went really well. So they were able to kind of like think through 
the muck of like what they weren't doing well to find that one little nugget and then share that. And so then um, other groups were able to be like, oh, that person is an expert on like how to use Padlet in the classroom. So I'm going to go reach out to John and see how I can use Padlet. Um, So I think that was helpful. And one girl was able to teach the rest of the group how to use this like online video thing for their group. Um, So I really liked that having a chance to meet with all of them. Um, And then sometimes like, you know, we would come back together and one, one of the girls was like, can we just like hang out? on this time and I was like yeah because we had like you know 20 minutes of just like nothing time and so we just like hung out on zoom and it it sounded it sounds weird even me telling you that but it felt like we could just chat and they could kind of take off the guard of like having to do 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 and just be um I don't think I realized how much I as a field supervisor needed that community of them like, I think I got more, I think sometimes I got more out of it from being with them than they got out of from being with me, you know? Um, and I'm sure they felt the same way. Um, like, I really think we formed a really good community because we were all doing this together in the pandemic. Um, yeah, it sounds like the network of support for you has been a really big piece of vulnerability and of growing and of feeling like it's okay to not be perfect um, but that we're always becoming um, yes it seemed like they were venting but then they kind of it boiled down to like they were in fear or they were feeling lonely or they were just like feeling anxious about what was going on so they were kind of like started off complaining and then it got down to like the real core of like human emotions and I'm glad that I could like create that space for them. And then we would just talk about our lives. They were all moving. You know, everyone was moving at some point in this. And it's like, God, so much going on. Uh, and family stuff was coming up. And so just like take a deep breath and like take off like your teacher or like your like student hat and just be like, oh my God, like I am so tired. I am so hungry. I just want the snacks. You know, like you could just be really off that human. And as soon as you walk back in, you're like, okay, we are ready to go. You know? <laughs> but like, we don't really have that. Um, oh. And our pre-service you know, teachers don't have that. Right. And that's why the breakout rooms, like I know, Heather, you're just like, whatever, talk, whatever you need to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I guess all of this sums up to remind each of us not to dismiss our experiences with being mentored and coached and not to dismiss our own feelings inside this work because that's going to give us leverage in order to create the lemonade I think we all deserve. Next time on Coaching with Carrie, we'll get specific about four coaching tools, purposeful observations, shadowing, huddling, and co-teaching, and we'll push our thinking towards lemonade. Send any questions or comments to Carrie Alexander at utexas.edu. I look forward to hearing from you.